customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Everybody, what's up? Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Tuesday, July 12th. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston, Jake Seeley here with you on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. We return to something we debuted last week in, out, or no doubt. Five, six players that we are thinking about where they're going in fantasy drafts right now. If we are in, if we are out, or if we are boom. No doubt on those guys, so we're going to push things down the draft board a little bit from where we were last week and talk about some old faces in new places. These two voices, however, right where you expect them to be. Brandon Funston, what's going on, man? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Just uh, just living the life, living, get some good weather in the Northwest, so starting to enjoy that, but uh, yeah, ready to talk some, talk some shop. Yeah, let's talk some shop. Old faces, new places, one of those old faces, very familiar, not only, of course, to fantasy players, but... To those of you like Brandon Funston in the Pacific Northwest, Jake Seeley, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm just ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. Look at this guy. This guy wants to waste no time. All right, forget it. Forget about the pleasantries, Jake. We haven't talked in a couple of days. I thought I'd see how you're doing, everything like that, but screw it. Out the window. We're done with pleasantries. We're jumping right in. Old faces, new places. We've got one quarterback. We've got some receivers. Running backs, actually, not the most uh, turnover at that position. We do have a couple we'll talk about, but we'll get to that in a second here. Let's start right off the top. Let's start with that guy from the Pacific Northwest who is no longer there. Russell Wilson leaving Seattle, now in Denver. ADP, this comes to us from the NFFC, and this is since June 12th. So over the last month, 80.15 overall. He is QB10. Funston, we have to go to you first here. In, out, or no doubt on Russell Wilson at that 80.15 overall in QB10. Yeah, I'll take him happily at, at QB10. I'm in. I think I have him QB9. Um, look, you like the setup. You like the, the options he has there. He, Russell, you know, play action, one of the best in the league, one of the best deep balls. Playing off that running game, which should be vaunted. Um, it's just a really good setup. And I think you're going to get the best effort from Russell in year one in Denver, which means that you might get his rushing yards have been in decline, but you might just see a little extra, uh, you know, 
him giving from that from that rushing tank just to kind of like bring you know I, I think I think we're gonna see the best foot forward for Russell at least in in year one of his Denver tenure. I think QB ten is is a very safe spot for Russell when he's healthy. I mean, he's been delivering on this for years. So, and and sometimes in not as good of situations yes, yes, yes. as Denver. So, I, I, I'm I'm in on that for sure. Yeah, that last thing you said right there, Funston, that this is something he's been doing year in and year out. That's why I am very in on Russell Wilson as well. QB eleven or better in eight of the ten years that he has been in the NFL. One miss was he was QB thirteen, and that was last year when he played three games with that finger issue. So real wasn't really himself. This is also a guy who stays healthy year in and year out. That finger issue again last year, finger off a helmet. Sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. That's a total fluke injury. We're not suddenly worried about Russell Wilson's health. And when we're talking about the quarterback position, I want to set it and forget it, guy. You know, if I'm playing in a 1QB league, I don't want to be playing the, oh, this matchup, that matchup, or suddenly have to worry about who my quarterback is. Like, I just want a guy who I can boop, just draft and feel good about week in and week out. Maybe he's going to have a down week here or there. You know, he's not Josh Allen, whatever. But I just don't want to have to think about the position, especially in a 1QB league. So getting Russ as the QB 10. For me, this is very easy. This is a win. QB 10, it's a fair price. I'm with you, Funston. I actually have him up one spot among QBs at QB 9. I think 80 overall. I think that's a very fair price. For the QB 10 in basically any league, and for Russell Wilson specifically, this is a very easy selection for me to make. If things roll around to me and I'm uh, picking, what, 80th overall, so we're talking... Well, like the seventh round here or so, a little bit earlier than that. Like I feel very comfortable clicking Russell Wilson's name, knowing that he's going to be my guy all season long, no doubt about it. And I do think he's got a slightly higher ceiling than this. Not the top three Russ he's been in years past, but could certainly be a top six guy or so. So I feel very good about getting Russell Wilson at this price. Jake, you want to make it unanimous? Nope, uh, because I'm just not taking a quarterback in middle of the round six that comes down to it. I have no okay, problem with fair. Russell Wilson as the 10th. I have him as 11th, so that's not my issue. My issue is I'm just not taking a quarterback here. I'm not taking Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, whoever's in the sixth or seventh round because if I don't get one of my top seven, and honestly that includes Brady because there's a lot of questions of what Brady might be without Godwin. I mean, we're, we all expect Gage to step in, but, you know, no Gronk, no Godwin, just a lot, and we know he's touchdown pass reliant because no legs, and that's what it comes down to. Russell Wilson doesn't run anymore. He was top seven in points per game two years ago when he ran for 512 yards, and it's been a decline-ish of that season and then especially last year. And I just don't think he's going to be running for four or 500 yards. So if you give me Russell Wilson purely on his arm, he's in the same group as all the rest of them. And that, again, Mm -hmm. nothing against Russell Wilson, but if Matthew Stafford is in the middle of the sixth round, I'm not taking Matthew Stafford. I'm Mm -hmm. not, I'm just, I'm not, I'll wait. And then another round or two still get whoever these guys are left or Derek Carr is everybody's favorite or Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance and then double down Mm -hmm. with, you know, once I take Lance, then I'll double down and say, okay, I'll take Kirk Cousins just in case it goes sideways. So it's just it's more of the middle of the sixth round has nothing to do with Russell Wilson himself. I think the I think the 10th quarterback is fair. So unlike me, you don't mind playing that. Do I start this guy or that guy game early in the season? No, I don't, I, especially at quarterback position. I, I, I definitely don't. I'm always going to shoot high. Unless I get one of the top six or seven quarterbacks, mm. one of my two quarterbacks is going to be top five or I drop him by week four. I think in a 12-team, you know, one QB league, if you're playing with 
you know, if we're drafting industry wide or whatever, you're not going to, it's the same. We're all going to be the same on that. It's like no one's, mm-hmm. there's going to be very little reach at quarterback, you know, maybe in, in a more Joe Public uh, league, but like, you know, some of these, you know, quote unquote expert leagues, like it's just really comes down to where you want him in the hierarchy, but you're probably starting to think about him a, a few rounds later in those leagues. All of these things also point to just play Superflex. It's the best way to play fantasy football these days. But we can't get bogged down in that now. Jake, you mentioned Russell Gage going to Tampa. That is another one of our old faces in a new place. So let's talk about him. Uh, you know, he was someone who jumped into my mind as I was putting this show together. But I didn't think, yeah, for sure we'll talk about him. But I think the ADP sort of forces us to get him in the show. 80.23 overall wide receiver 37. So, yeah, that's just outside the literal 1 through 36 wide receiver 1 through 3 class literally the very first guy outside but I think realistically 90 percent 90 plus percent of people who draft Russell Gage are probably doing so to have him in a starting lineup in week one so Jake how comfortable do you feel with Russell Gage as wide receiver 37 basically drafted as a week in week out starter let me ask you this question then is Russell Gage Antonio Brown I I mean Antonio Brown by far (laughs) no 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 is he Antonio Oh, is Brown? Russell Gage Antonio Brown? Of course he's not. And that's why I am out on Russell Gage. That's I am why, very out on insanity. Russell Gage. This is beyond insanity. insanity. Like, because, <laughs> look, even the first four weeks, there's a chance that he doesn't even return this value. He should. We yeah. all expect him to because he's with Tom Brady and he's the number two wide receiver. But what if Godwin's ready by week three? What if Godwin's ready by mm-hmm. week one? That's still out there. It's still unlikely, but it's still a possibility. What if Godwin's not 100%, but he's on the field? And then, okay, there's the three out there. And, yeah, there's no Gronkowski, but Cameron Brait, as for his entire career, was the reason O.J. Howard couldn't break out because he's a better mm-hmm. receiving tight end than O.J. Howard. He's out there. It's just Tom Brady doesn't care. Yes, he called out Russell Gage and all that type of stuff, but we're really playing to the narrative to push him this high. And worst-case scenario, Godwin's not out there till week five. Okay, enjoy your first month. Guess what? Everybody else in your league knows exactly what you're doing and nobody's trading for them. You're not selling high. So really what it comes down to is, are you paying for the first four weeks and then nothing for the rest of the season? Potentially nothing. And the reason I brought up Antonio Brown is because he's not going to have Antonio Brown's numbers because that's the pushback. Well, look at what Antonio Brown did with Godwin and Mike Evans. He's Antonio freaking Brown. (laughs) He's Antonio Brown, exactly. Russell Gage, (laughs) for all credit being due to him, did a great Uh job in a poor situation last year, and I give him all the credit in the world, and he's a great number three, and he's a great fit with Tom Brady, but after week four, you're stuck. Maybe you can try and trade him after week two, but are you really drafting somebody this high with all these questions around Mm -hmm. it? And that's the thing. It's like, you told me Russell Gage, 47. Absolutely. But 37, Hunter Renfro, Alan Lazard, Garrett Wilson, rookies, uh, Hopkins and Godwin are falling this far with their missed time. Yep. Devontae Smith, like I'm taking all of these guys over four weeks of Russell Gage. Michael Thomas is in here. Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Rashad Penny. Like if Russell Gage was going to be a like a big thing, he would have been a big thing. Opportunity is opportunity does matter in the fantasy game. We talk about that all the time. But Russell Gage has been in the league four years. Russell Gage is a known commodity. And this is going to be a different situation for him, a better quarterback, a better offense, all that. But that doesn't suddenly just have him leap up 
the draft boards, or at least it shouldn't have him leap up the draft boards. And a wide receiver three that you, someone who ends up as a wide receiver three, who you draft as a wide receiver three, doesn't really move the needle on the bottom line for you that much. You want someone who is a wide receiver three, who you're drafting there, who can maybe be a top 20, a top 25 receiver. And that's just not here for Russell Gage. I am so far out on this. Where are you at, Funston? I am wide receiver 40, so I'm a little bit out. Look, he was wide receiver 39 last year. He played 13 games. He had 93 targets. Can he get that in Tampa? Will they be better targets than what he had in Atlanta? They might be. And it's not like, look, at Tampa lost Rob Gronkowski. They Tyler Johnson and Brashad Perryman might not make the team. You know, the reports are they, they bring in these undrafted free agents. Those guys might make the team. Like, there is just not a ton of targets. Yes, even if Chris Godwin comes back, if Russell Gage is the number three in an offense that throws 700 times, like, that's going to be okay. It's not really I – mean, we're talking wide receiver four here. He's wide receiver 37 and ADP. I don't hate it. I'm not all the way in. I'm a little bit – I'm a little bit out, but I'm not like way out. And I know I'm not going to, you know, I'm not disparaging Russell Gage. I think the setup's going to be good all year long, uh, even with Chris Godwin back. But what if Chris Godwin starts the year on the pup? What if he misses six games? I think it's going to be very easy for Russell Gage to return this value. I think you're putting a little bit too much stock in the situation and not enough in the player. Oh, I. Look at that's look my at, pushback. We there. we live on situations in fantasy. It's all about volume. It's all about that's what it comes down to. I mean that's that's number one. It's the it's the ace in the hole. So like if the opportunity works out for him, I'll take look at how many no names have become something with Tom Brady. Like I get that narrative. What is something? What do you mean? What is something? Wide receiver, wide receiver. Someone who you draft as wide receiver thirty-seven, who finishes as wide receiver thirty, doesn't really do anything for you. Oh come on, we're saying. not gonna, we're not gonna be like sitting. Okay, all of my wide receiver fours that I'm pitting are gonna have this really high <laughs> upside. Sometimes you want cost certainty, you know. Like when you're sure. getting sort of late, you, you take some gambles. Jake was talking about this on the last one. Like you, you kind of gambling with your first couple wide receivers on their ceiling. You know, Russell Cage feels safe. Like. Wide yeah. receiver 37, probably no worse than wide receiver 42, like, in this Come setup. season's like, end, but how much is that carried by the first four weeks? What? We'll see. Godwinless like, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. it's Even if he's <laughs> wide receiver three for, like, all but a couple weeks of the season, again, I just don't think there's a whole lot of depth at wide receiver at this team. Rob Gronkowski, his trusty weapon is gone. We're going to talk about Kate Otten or maybe Cameron Bray. Like, Russell Gage just clearly slots in at number three in this, even with Godwin there. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
Man, these 30-minute episodes, you guys, we got a new format, everyone out there. We're really trying to stick to 30-minute episodes, and it's killing me because, we can, <laughs> I mean, this is what we talk, this, we, can, we can go seven minutes on Russell Gage, but we have to move on to our next topic. So how about someone who's around higher at the same position, and that is Juju Smith-Schuster, now in Kansas City, ADP of 67.4 in NFFC leagues over the last month. That makes him wide receiver 30. Funston, why don't you take this one first, in, out, or no doubt? Oh, I'm Juju right here. I think this is good value. I mean, I think he's another one where it's sort of just a safe. I, mean, I have him at wide receiver 28. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, the reports MVS is the one who's showing out, you know, in in, in, uh, in OTAs and like whatever. MVS is a kind of a one-trick pony. We, we know what he does. Like who's going to be the guy that's going to be the, the, the flag, you know, the flag mover for this team? And I think it's going to be Juju Smith, obviously Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. but like – I just think by volume and, you know, just in any kind of PPR bump league, wide receiver 30 is pretty conservative on Juju in this offense. Yeah, too bad. He's, uh, this is going to be one of my headlines for last year's trash is Juju. I mean, he might be number one, the epitome mm-hmm. of it, because let's go back to previous years of Juju Smith-Schuster and freaking top 10 and not just in production of course alongside antonio brown this is the antonio brown show is the fact of like <laughs> you know as soon as that happened where there was no antonio brown i was like oh juju smith schuster take him in the second round and chris meany who we used to do shows with was the first one to say like can he handle being a number one but even though he had some struggles as the number one he still produced juju smith schuster yeah. numbers and everybody's still all over Juju Smith-Schuster until he like has a bust of a year. And all of a sudden, like nobody wants anything to do with Juju Smith-Schuster, despite the fact he's going to Kansas City. And as Brandon said, okay, how many times have we played this Marquez Valdez-Scantling looks good? I mean, Aaron Rodgers tried to talk <laughs> him up 7,000 times to try and get some. Like, and that's why I go back to the Tom Brady thing. Like, it, I don't care what the quarterback says. The quarterback's going to try and make every player great. Like, I, I want to mm-hmm. see it actually on the field. So whether or not... You know, it's Hardman or MVS or the rookie in Skymore, whatever it might be. The number one as of today is Smith Schuster. And it's the number one alongside Travis Kelsey. Does he get 24, 25% like uh, Tyreek Hill was getting? Surely not. But 20% in a more balanced offense, an offense that has designed it more to be less 20, 30, 40 yard bombs and more of let's play the entire field with Patrick Mahomes. And we saw that success last year once they started doing that. I, I don't get this pick. I don't get like why people hate him so much now. This is another one that's super easy for me to say, yes, get this guy on my team. It's hard for me to say, like, the way we've defined in, out, and no doubt, it's hard for me to say no doubt because, like, it's not like I've, he's wide receiver 30 and I feel like he should be wide receiver 20. But this is the guy, Funston, who we're drafting as a wide receiver three, who I think could be a wide receiver two, who could be a top 20 wide receiver, like who things could break very right for him. And we're we're talking about as a top 20 wide receiver. This is the, at worst, number two pass catcher in an offense captained by Patrick Mahomes, designed by Andy Reid. It's not going to be exactly the same. It's still going to be damn, damn good. I love Juju this year. I am all about having Juju on my team. I mean, we're going to we're talking about a guy who's going to rack up looks from one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Should be a great offense once again. I mean, I, I really don't see any downside to this pick and the profit potential is massive on Juju this season. Do we have more to say about him? I think we all are in agreement. <laughs> we're all in. <laughs> all in on Juju on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast in out or no doubt edition. Here's a receiver who I will just say before I even say the name, I'm out. 
And we're going to have a quarterback <laughs> discussion here. It's Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper going 62.8 in ADP, wide receiver 28. So right in that exact same area as Juju Smith-Schuster. Now let me put the disclaimer out there. Can't talk about the Browns without talking about Deshaun Watson. Obviously, everything uh, that uh, has happened with Deshaun Watson, the football is very much secondary, but we have a show to do here, so we have to talk about the player, Deshaun Watson, the team, the Cleveland Browns. There's really no way around that. Regardless of what happens here, you guys, I'm out. This is always a roller coaster ride with Amari Cooper. It's been true uh, in Dallas with Dak Prescott. Really hasn't mattered what the offense has been. It's a roller coaster ride, it's a run first offense. Even if Deshaun Watson isn't suspended for the entire season, he's suspended for a portion of the season, you're looking at at best average quarterback play for that portion of the season. I just want nothing to do with this situation. I'm staying so far away from it. Why don't you take this one first, Jake? Where are you at? Uh, I'm actually in. And that's even with okay. yeah the, the miserable Jacoby Brissett potentially there who had under 10 yards per completion, not per attempt, per completion. Like He's, he's struggling out there. So Ugly. even with that, it comes down to volume. And look, David Bell, sure, nice potential prospect down the road. Donovan Peoples-Jones, a huge deep field threat. But guess what? That's not where Jacoby Brissett's going to be throwing the ball. He's not going to be hitting Donovan Peoples-Jones downfield. Or even David Bell's like possession guy. Like Amari Cooper pretty much fits, even if Jacoby Brissett's at quarterback. And no, do I think that Amari Cooper is going to be fringe wide receiver one with Brissett? Absolutely not. Top 20? Yes, I'm still 100%. I think I look at Amari Cooper just to look at Brandon Cooks. There's going to be a few bad games just because of the team that he plays for, if it's Brissett, as we expect. But we're looking at you know the fact that the difference between the two is Houston's going to pass a little bit more, Cleveland runs a little bit heavier, but in similar roles. I, they're going to be the number ones. They're going to see number one targets every single week. And what does Brandon Cooks do every single year with that? Thousand yards, multiple touchdowns, top 20 finish. Mari Cooper will be a top 20 wide receiver yet again. And that's why I'm all in on him at this or well, what you I would said. say. I would say that makes you a no doubt. Spice no doubt. That's what I was going to say. That's what I said. All in. But then I said what you call it. No, no doubt. I'm going to keep calling it all in. That's easier. Yeah, I kind of have. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't rhyme without. I know. That's the point. But, but I'm not the all, all in. I'm, is just I'm, like, not, is I'm not the all out, super out, super in doubt, no doubt kid. I'm all in kid. <laughs> I know you're the all-in kid, Jake, and we brand the hell out of you, but in, out, all-in, it just sounds weird. In, out, no doubt. That's snappy, dude. Come well, on. Funston will play along. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in. I don't want. I don't have any rhyme, um, but I'm in. I'm not all-in or <laughs> no doubt. No uh, doubt. Yeah. But look at it. No mean, doubt in? <laughs> no in doubt? <laughs> uh, Screw yeah, you, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how how much Jacoby Brissett are we gonna get? Because obviously that's that's the huge you know it's a huge disclaimer here. We look at Jacoby Brissett's two kind of mostly full seasons with Indy in the past 2019 2017. We had one year Zach Pascal was their top receiver. He was like wide receiver 47. Uh, another year I think it was 2017 was T Y Hilton and he was wide receiver 25. Like he just not. Not really, you know, building up the receivers' numbers well, but I, I to Jake's point, I think Amari Cooper actually his style works pretty well with Brissett. Um, his ability to get open to create separation in short areas, he's a good route runner. Uh, so I think that will work out okay. And it's really he just stands out as the go-to guy. Donovan Peoples-Jones, rookie David Bell, like David and Joku. There's nobody here that screams ball hog more than Amari Cooper. So um, I just think. This is one of those just straight volume plays where it's going to be hard for him not to finish inside the top 30 and probably finishes, you know, 
closer to the the to the higher end of the of the uh, you know twenty to thirty range. So I have my wide receiver twenty six right now. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we've got we've got the full range of uh, of emotions here on Amari Cooper between the or among the three of us. So I'll go to you guys since you guys are uh, uh, the ones who are in or all in slash no doubt on him. Just from NFFC ADP, the guys immediately in front of him at this wide receiver position, and they're all within a round of ADP. So certainly, if you're thinking wide receiver, you could be thinking any of these guys: Darnell Mooney, Jerry Judy, Amon Ross St. Brown. Gabriel Davis and Brandon Cooks fits into that one round of ADP in front of Amari Cooper. Jake, you first here. Any of those? Are, is he ahead of all those guys for you with yep. how high you were talking him up? Every single one of them. He's one spot in front of Cooks, Brooks. Davis, Amon Ra, Judy Mooney. I have him at 16 and Cooks is at 17. So I have him in front of 16. I have him in front Damn. of Jalen Waddell, Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, London, McLaurin, Bateman, Schuster. I'll keep wow. going. Told you. <laughs> My word. No doubt, all in. I mean, you like. Sorry, are you are you doing all, like all the like Amari Cooper overs, Amari Cooper reception <laughs> overs, yardage overs? I mean, this is. I mean, what are all what over are this guy? What are, what are his over unders? I can tell you, and this is I can tell you what I and this is with fifty fifty. I have Watson out for half the season. This is fifty fifty Watson Brissett, and I still have him. I have Amari Cooper for seventy nine, one hundred and sixty nine, and eight. 1169 they're the go-to guys, but I'd rather have the Cleveland offense. I, you know, in terms of passing, Brissett and Fields. We'll see if Fields takes a big leap forward, but um, 
right now I'd rather just have the Cleveland guy because they're probably going to have more offensive snaps in that system. So uh, I have him, Amon, I have him ahead of Mooney. I have him ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown. I have him ahead of Jerry Judy. St. Brown kind of depended upon the Jameson Williams news. So um, that could, that could, you know, be fluid at this point. No Amari Cooper props posted, which I suppose makes sense uh, considering <laughs> the oh, okay. yeah, quarterback yeah, situation. Yeah, but I'd be willing to bet. What, what, let me ask you this, Beller. Let's say there. let's say Watson gets a six game suspension. It's probably on the low end of what we're expecting. Yeah. What would you what would you would you be in on Cooper at that point then? I just don't I, I don't want I don't want to I don't want any piece of that situation. I, I'm I'm happy to have Nick Chubb, and that's probably the only Brown that'll be near my roster. I just think that 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 team could be a mess this season with everything with all the turnover that it's had. I think there's a there's a significant opportunity cost tied to Amari Cooper. I mean, I, you, you make a you guys both make fine cases, but we're talking about passing on high quality wide receivers to get him on your team. A guy who does have that boomer bust nature to his game, even with Dak Prescott and what was a very good and pass happy Dallas offense. It's like across the board, there's a lot of downside risk tied to anyone in Cleveland who is not named Nick Chubb this season. So I'd really just don't want any part of that team unless what, it's Chubb. What, what was, what is his ADP again by right now? Cooper or Chubb? Cooper. Cooper? Yeah. 62.8 overall. No, 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 wide receiver wise. I'm in, I know you. Uh, 28. 28. Okay, so I just put 100% of the snaps for Jacoby Brissett, and that drags him down to wide receiver 29. That's 75, 9, 13, and 7. Well, I guess, Jake, we're just going to have to find a side bet at some point as we uh, are going through our our summer episodes here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Unfortunately, we can't find that now because we do have to move on to the one running back that we were able to get in here, and it's actually a one running back situation and two running backs. Believe it or not, guys, the top 40 running backs by ADP, only one is on a different team, not including rookies. Obviously, Brees Hall, and uh, they're they're in here, but... uh, Only one guy who is not a rookie is on a different team this season, and that's Chase Edmonds. And interestingly enough, the other guy in Miami is also a new face, and that is Raheem, or a new place, an old face. That's Raheem Mostert. So let's talk about both those guys. Chase Edmonds right now, an ADP of 97.41, RB34. Raheem Mostert, essentially a late-round dart throw, 178.18, RB59. I can't remember exactly where we are in the back and forth, back and forth, so I'm just going to go to you, Funston. Edmonds and Mostert, how are you feeling about these guys? Um, I'm... It's weird. I, I think I you have Edmonds at RB34 on ADP, which is, I think is where I have yep. him ranked. But I'll say that even though I have him ranked there, I'm out. I'm just out on Miami's backfield. I've had multi, many drafts so far where I've kind of been picking in this range, and I just something I just want to turn my nose at the idea of investing in this backfield. Frankly, because I think it's it's very enigmatic right now. Like I don't. I really don't know how this is going to play out. Miami's had so much turnover. They brought in, as you mentioned, these two new running backs, still have Miles Gaskin. Uh, We expect Chase Edmonds because that's where the money is to lead the way. But if they go full San Francisco, it could be a, could be a very much a, uh, you know, a, a parsing of the duties out to two to three running backs. And they're going to, you know, they got Tyreek Hill. They got Jalen Waddle. They got Mike Kosecki. That's kind of where their bread's hope their bread's going to be buttered this year. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just sort of out, even though I don't think the ADP is terrible on those guys. But typically I'm taking Kareem Hunt or one of the remaining Seattle backs or somebody in this range or, a you know, if Devin Singletary or someone like that falls. But I'm trying to avoid Chase Edmonds at, in that spot. Uh, at both spots, I'm in. I'm not. No doubt, all in. 
Uh, but I'm in because I actually go what you just said, Faustin. I actually think that's what we hope to find is that what did we talk about last year with Elijah Mitchell is that the 49ers have roles and Elijah Mitchell's role was the lead carrier with very use and little use in the passing game. But mm-hmm. as that use, we're hoping one of these breaks free. And then, as you said, if they go full San Francisco, that's a good thing because then we know we can yeah, trust one of them. And where now, if Edmonds jumps into RB2, I'm, I'm with you. I'm out on that. I think Edmonds is the dicier one only because he's had so many opportunities with Arizona to be the guy due to other injuries. And Arizona said, no, 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 no. And maybe Miami disagrees. And that's why they brought him in first. But there's been proof. And I, I never thought Chase Edmonds was a bell cow type guy. So as of today, I think somebody steps up into the Elijah Mitchell role, which is why I'm willing to take Mostert there. And as much as I don't like the running back, I'd even take Sony Michelle in case it's him. Just because what if it's it? What if Sony Michelle's getting 18 <laughs> carries a game in a San Francisco role? Oh so I'm They're in on suck. where they are right now. <laughs> I don't want to draft all three, but for cost, I'm in right now. Uh, so basically, I, I would just like, oh my God, Jake, copy and paste everything you're saying up until the Sony Michelle part. But that's, you know, that's, that's <laughs> really not important here. Funston, I think if the, I, I would love this turning into San Francisco. And like, what, why wouldn't Raheem Mostert just be. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, just be Look, what he was. Get, most of four Elijah games Mitchell. until he gets hurt, then Michelle for four <laughs> games until he gets hurt, and then it's whoever's left. <laughs> Can we do Miami team running back? Can we get a team running back addendum to our fantasy constitutions for Miami and Miami only? I just think that the problem <laughs> is that there's too much viability with four different running backs. I mean, Gaskin, Edmonds, like, Michelle, yeah, sure. and Moster. They can like, all do, it they could can all literally do be. Something. It could be instead of San Francisco, it could be New England. You know, in in some of these yeah. years we've seen in the past. I don't know. Seems like it's more of a headache than it's worth. Uh, I would, I would, I would rather go in at Moster at ADP than Edmonds. So yeah, I'm so I'm I'm actually out on Edmonds. I've uh, Jake, you hit the nail on the head, and this is similar to what I said with Russell Gage. Like if it, Edmonds has had his opportunities. If it was going to happen for him beyond what he's already done to this point of his career, it would happen for him. And I think he's a really useful player on a good NFL team. I think he, he can do a lot of fun things, and he can be a useful fantasy player. But RB34, I mean, I think that's that's right there for him. I think that's an appropriate price for him. It's not something I'm going to pay. I think it's totally fine. Mostert, if he's really going that late, if he's really the 59th running back off the board, I am going to have so much Raheem Mostert this season <laughs> because if this turn, like if this does turn into San Francisco, he should be that guy. And like, yeah, we know he has a really checkered injury history, and he played like 10 snaps last year before he went out for the season. But we're talking about 180 overall, RB59. That's right. That like that's baked in. Like we are already assuming the injury cost. And so like whatever. I am very happy to take a shot on Raheem Mostert, and he gives you 10 games of San Francisco Raheem Mostert in a San Francisco system. He is going to pay huge dividends this season. I love Mostert this year. Again, killed me last year. Absolutely. But uh, love him this year. Not going to kill you if he goes belly up again early in the season. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, guys. So like I said earlier, we were, lo- we're looking at like 30 minutes an episode. So I- we-, we do have one more guy, but he's a little bit too good to just tack on at the end of an episode and rush through. So we're going to leave him. We'll talk about him in another episode, but I will just leave this not only as a a cliffhanger, but as I think a really fun cliffhanger, especially for anyone out there who's my and Jake's age. I'm this player who we will talk about in a future episode like Natalie Imbruglia. I am torn because I don't know exactly (laughs) what to think about him, but that is going to do it for this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. So thanks so much for being with us. We're right back with you with another new episode on Wednesday, July 13th. For Jake and Funston, I'm Michael Beller. We'll talk to you real soon. See you later. I'm all out of faith.